0: Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week, I'm joined here
1: by Dwayne. Yeah, happy Friday, Sebastian.
0: Not only happy Friday, Dwayne, I got a surprise for you. That you had no idea what's today. It's not my birthday. What's today? It is not your birthday. Um, Today is International Podcast Day. Oh, that's what's up. International Podcast Day. Yeah. So um, if you're out and about, uh, make sure you listen to a podcast. Listen to this pod- podcast. Well, you hopefully, well, if you're listening to me, you're listening to this podcast. But check out another podcast. Also, better yet, share our podcast with somebody else. Tell somebody else to listen to it. Um, so, Tell
1: a friend to tell a friend.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, use the hashtag International Podcast Day hashtag international podcast day um yeah so it's it's international podcast day uh what's interesting is they they talked about it on the website that it's also a great time to donate uh we don't have any sort of donation thing to for for this podcast i just realized that by the way i got a cash App. if somebody <laughs>
1: it's not affiliated with the podcast but i got a cash up so you if somebody
0: wanted it. to if somebody wanted to support our podcast considering that we basically just do this ourselves. Like there is no uh, big financial backing behind us. It's just us. Um, you know, if somebody wanted to support us, we don't have anything like that.
1: Yeah. I got personal cash out there. that could support, I mean, you know, I'll donate it back to the podcast. What are you taking? but are you
0: taking? 10%? 50, but yeah, 50%. That's not good. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: I gotta just so, shut down our way of getting any donations
0: yeah so um yeah but i mean we'll we'll come up with something that way uh that way if people do want to support us and help us out in making sure that we can continue to do this for free as we have been doing it for the last two and a half
1: years um get some uh swag get some hats or shirts for the convention
0: yeah i mean we are going to the we are going to the philly convention again next year uh well this year next year it's hard to it's like i feel like always as soon as like August starts, it's already next year uh or this year. And that's even though it's twenty twenty three. But um but yeah, we are gonna be there at podcast row, um which is really exciting. We'll have more news on that uh as we get closer to the convention. But at the same time, we w- we do have stickers that we bought last year. So we have a ton of stickers. Um so we, we were more than happy to give out stickers. Um, but yeah, we could probably come up with some some gears, some D soccer podcast. Yellow hat. Swag little hat with the logo. I'm just rocking a hat with fire on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean it'll be that'll be cool if we can do that if um do something like that. But yeah, so make sure hashtag international podcast day. Um uh, make sure you share this podcast with somebody you know that is not currently listening to it. Um so we we had a we both had an interesting Thursday. We both went to two different soccer games so uh do you want
1: to tell do you want to tell your yeah so i went to uh i wanted to tell my Mater: went. dover high versus uh polytech soccer game um got to see some fellow dover high alumni a lot of people out there in the crowd um that i've seen in all walks of life it's always hard when you go somewhere and you know people but you can't place where you know them from? Do you know them in your professional life? Do you know them from a soccer field? Do you know them personally? Like so people were coming up and saying stuff, I had no idea, but um, yeah, it was good to see Dover High versus Polytech. Um, I brought a couple of my kids from um, my 21st century program out to the game. So they were able to experience a soccer game. It was an incentive-based trip. Um, so it was pretty cool to go there. Um, it was also cool that, It ended up being Polytech and Dan Simmons, one of our coaches at Delaware Union, was coaching um, against um, Dover, fellow Dover alumni. Um, So it was a pretty good game. Uh, A lot of Delaware Union players playing, former Delaware Union players playing, um, kids in the crowd that were affiliated with Delaware Union. So it was pretty cool to see um, all that come together. And of course, you know, Dover High won, 3-1. Which was good. Um it was a pretty good game, I would say. Um great atmosphere. Um yeah, that's all I pretty much have.
0: I'm I'm always excited when when we can do things like this. Um, you know, obviously you did it for your job, but for your other job, I guess would be the other job. Your other job. But it's always cool when we can when we can expose kids to to a local soccer. Not only that, I think it's also really cool for the players playing that you know are that there's you know there's people that are coming to watch them play, um, because I do think that there's a whole lot of, especially in the soccer community with, with where we live, and I've started to learn this in the seven years that I've been here. Obviously, you grew up here, so you 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 ha- you lived it, but it, there's almost that idea of like, oh well, like I can already support that school because that's where I want to go play, right? Go to school, right? So I can. There's almost that like, to a certain extent, the. Th- similar to what the the college athletics feel is we thought i think we talked about this before um so there's there's that passion and that level of of um commitment to it i guess would be i don't know if that's the right word but there's yeah
1: i mean there was like i remember being in middle school um and after middle school practice or middle school games um one of my closest friends we would um Hop in the car and we would go to Dover High games and try to get there early enough to be the ball boys because we knew we were going to go to Dover High. We were going to go play on the team. And that was just that's just what we wanted to do Um, because we didn't want to be ball boys in high school. We wanted to be on the field. Um, So I remember that part. And then it was also cool. I had um, three kids that I ended up bringing. Um, Two of them had a brother that was on the team. One of them had a cousin that was on the team. And as soon as they saw him, they heard his name over the uh, announcement, they got so hyped. And those kids have never spoken a word of Spanish from what I've heard. And all of a sudden, they spoke fluent Spanish. And I was just like, okay. And, and they were like, they called their brother Pollo. I was like, you call your brother Chicken? He's like, no, we call him Pollo. I'm like, that yeah, means Chicken. He's like, yeah, it means his name is Chicken. I was like, that's what I said. I know what Pollo means. <laughs> but like they were just screaming "Poyo, Poyo, Poyo" the whole time and he never really acknowledged him he was kind of locked in but they had another um family friend that they were calling and he acknowledged him right away and they got so hyped so it's just those little things man like you think i mean obviously when you're on the field you're like oh yeah i'm just a high school player but when you have like little kids that are looking up to you it's pretty pretty awesome feeling what do they call the other guy uh nano nano okay I think his name is like R- Rolando. So I think it's just like Nano or something like that. Nothing, nothing special. No, It wasn't Poyo. Wasn't Poyo. <laughs> they were hype about Poyo, especially when he scored. Yeah, I mean, the Poyo scored. Poyo scored. Uh, let's go, Poyo, man. Poyo, former former Delaware Union player. Poyo is a former Delaware Union player. Uh, I remember Abram that played on Dan's team. Yeah, it's Poyo. That's Poyo. I I, you. I believe he got an assist from a former Delaware
0: Union player, Caleb. There you go, man. Um, it would be funny if to hear Dan coaching. Calling so
1: you know, his significant other did a lot more, it was a lot more vocal than Dan was. What? His significant other, his wife. <laughs> And while we're on this, she's very and and you know it gets tough when you know teams that are close in proximity and you talk about players on the other team, but she was very supportive of every player she knew. Mrs. Sagordan is 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 really cool. She was support any player if she ever ran bumped into that player shopping, she was supporting that player anytime they touched the ball. Like she was just she might as well have been wearing red on one side and bull on the other. But she was supportive of every player. She was very vocal. She was getting upset with the refs. I was like, maybe you should be over there with Dan. And Dan should come over here and hang out with his parents.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, but but if you think about it, right, it's, it's almost like the Dan thing, right? And we've always kind of said this about Dan. Like, Dan knows everybody. That's why we call him Soccer Dan. Because that's, you know, the story was uh, he would go to the YMCA, I think uh to run like some clinics or something like that and they're like oh there's a soccer guy soccer dan (laughs) so we started just calling him soccer dan from that point on so i think uh you know i think it's a similar uh, concept with his wife like they've they've just been around the game for so long that you just you get to know all the kids they've either played with your kid at some
1: point or they play with your other kid like you just it's you're on the community calling me soccer Dwayne because people were coming up to me that i Either their kids have grown a couple of years since I helped out with Kent County, yeah. Um, the kids have grown, so I didn't recognize them or I just don't remember them. And they're just like, Hey, Dwayne, how's it going? I'm like, Who are you? Who are you hey, Dwayne? buddy. And this one parent said, Hey, my son's right here. Come talk to him. I was like, Who's your son?
0: <laughs> but you know, I mean, it happens though, but in and I, I have a I have a have a similar thing that happened last night, but um no, that's really cool. I think anytime we can get kids out in the community uh to go
1: watch soccer games, it's really cool. I mean, the funny part was Chad's sister brought out her, I brought out my Letterman from 2013, which is 10 years old. She brought out her Windbreaker from 1998. <laughs> oh, no. Nice. She was out there? She was out there repping. Nice. She was repping.
0: That's good um yeah see i never really had that because my high school didn't have sports so it was
1: i also had a parent come up to me and say hey man is wearing a letterman cool i said dude i was trying to be the first freshman in my class like obviously with the other soccer freshmen, to get our letterman jackets like as soon as the form came in we ordered them and tried to be the. we tried to beat the players that have varsity as a um on football volleyball and feel like we were trying to be the first do you think kp
0: and i could rock it as coaches letterman's as coaches that's what we
1: wear in march i mean yeah i think that it i think you gotta style it out the right way but i think it's a definitely a look
0: what if we just got a regular jacket and started putting putting patches on it <laughs> on like a like a windbreaker jacket and we just started putting patches on it what patches of tournaments you won no just for high school i'm talking about
1: high school. Oh, what kind of patches are you gonna put on there? It's a bunch of ducks. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Not a bunch of ducks. (laughs) No, no, can't do that. A duck for every win we get. Hey, I'm gonna put a duck for every win we get. Yeah. If we have a good season, both arms should be filled. (laughs) It's
0: just safety pinned on. It's not even
1: every win we get, If, if the arm is filled. We're having a good season by the time the season's done. It's basically the, the jacket's just Swiss cheese. I just don't like it, yeah. doesn't,
0: and the wind just flows right through it. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, but that, no, I think the Letterman thing the guy was asking, I was like, dude, Letterman's are cool because I guess now they stopped giving out Letterman's and they started doing like the boathouse jackets. I was like, I mean, those jackets were cool, but like, I mean, the Letterman, like. It was like being in like a fraternity. Like It was like, hey, like... And when we're talking about, like, we're talking about the jacket that has like the, the sleeves are a different color usually right now. Yeah, so the Dover one is blue. It's got white sleeves. It's got a D in the middle. Um, It's got your graduating year. It's got your name on it. And then you got pins. Um, for every sport, right? Every sport. So you got a varsity pin for a sport. There was a captain's pin. There was a honor roll pin. Um. I only played two sports, so I didn't get too many pins. I was I say how many pins you got? I got a couple. I got a captain's pin. I've got some soccer pins. I got some varsity. I think they started giving out bars. Um, I got a couple of track ones on there. I got a couple in there. Nice, good stuff. I only ran track for I guess one year collectively, half a season my freshman year, half a season my senior year. <laughs> Way to go! Way to stick with it. <laughs> Man, soccer uh, was just more important.
0: Yeah. um So last night we went to so um and by we I mean the like our girls team. So our majority of our, our a lot of our 2012s were there, and some of our 2010s and a few '09s and a few '08s were there. Uh, in a couple of 2013s were also there. We went to the UD. So the UD women's soccer team played Elon in their conference home opener. Um. So the girls got to play at halftime again. Um, and it was actually really fun because there was another team there. So instead of them setting up two little goals, they just let them just shoot randomly in the big goal. So we shot a couple minutes in the big goal, and then we're just like, This is gonna get crazy. So we just kind of pulled them off to the side. And uh Kyle and I just did like a little mini rondo. Mm-hmm. But we had mentioned it before, like we were gonna try to make it really tight. So we kept trying to like it was like raining in cattle a little bit. Like we were just like from both sides trying to like push them in back in together (laughs) to the point when we were all shoulder to shoulder inside this little tiny circle. So it became this like one touch Rondo inside this little circle. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was a really good time. I think, you know, the more that we do this, the more the the kids watch the game, the more they cheer, um, the more they get like rowdy, which is, was just really cool. Um, it obviously helps that the U, that UD won. They won 3-0. Um, but you know, it also helps that we have Sarah who is on our coaching staff with the 2012 girls and also runs our she leads the uh the regen night for the girls side. Um it helps that you know she's the captain of the team. Um she's she was, she played as a 10 yesterday, touched the ball a bunch of times, did some really good things, got to score a goal off a PK. Um, so it was it was really cool. So after the game. We went down and uh, the girls got posters, got UD posters, um, and then they got the girls to sign, the players to sign the posters for them. Um, and then Sarah came over. The girls were got really excited. We posted, we took some pictures that we'll post today. Um, but overall, it was, a, it was a really good time. So... The cool thing is that we're sitting there waiting for, for the UD players to finish their cool down before they come over. And somebody turns to me or somebody like behind me goes, um, are you Sebastian? And I was like, oh, uh, yeah. And he goes, hi, I'm Sebastian, too. And I just like shook his hand. I was like, OK. Um, and he goes, I'm Sarah's dad. And I was really? like, oh, that's really cool. Uh, he's like, He's like, yeah, I heard a lot about you. And I was like, oh, thanks. Like it's great like you know we love Sarah like you know the kids love her it's it's awesome to have her and you know she's she's really um a really good good addition and a like, really special person for us to have on our staff in general and I think um you know it's it's great what she does she just she's just a really cool person in general um and then I got to meet Sarah's mom um so it was it was really exciting
1: That's good yeah to make that connection and to see that she talks about you I also Sebastian told Sarah. Too.
0: I also told Sarah, how is it that your dad's middle name is Sebastian, and you never mentioned this? Yeah, like that's 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 also interesting. <laughs> but no, yeah, it was it was really cool. I mean, that's the connection, right? Yeah, um, I got to see Mike as well. So big shout out to Mike, um, and congratulations on the win. Gra- congratulations to Katie Hackley for scoring two goals as well. Um, and then also big shout out to um, Odaliana Gomez, Odie. Uh, she got her first career start as a freshman and got the shutout. There um, we go in the three nothing win
1: against Elon um, again. Hey Dan's, Dan, Dan, taking L's, man. That's his where uh, uh, he went to school. Yeah, I know. Taking L's. Wait, O's, no. Yes, did he go to? Did he go to Elon? I think so. I
0: thought he, I thought he went to school in Georgia. Oh, no, uh, I think went to Elon I think yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you did go to Elon. Hey, took um, an L
1: yesterday, coaching, and school took an L yesterday.
0: Yeah. Not a good day for Elon or Soccer Dan. Um
1: but yeah, so the the
0: women's team is back on back at home on Sunday uh, when they host Townsend. Uh, and it's also alumni day. And it's also family weekend. I think that's why also Sarah's parents were there because she's from Maine. Family
1: so. weekend. You know what that means? The grocery stores are bare because the college kids have been struggling. Their parents come down and they're like, "Oh, we haven't eaten. We're starving. (laughs) We don't have any food. Can you can you go to the grocery store and buy us some food?" Yeah, that is that what happens? Absolutely. I
0: don't. I don't know. I I went to school twenty minutes away from my house, and I lived there until I Um, went to grad school. So.
1: No, I think uh, family weekend, everybody made sure like there's nothing in the refrigerator. Like all you got in the refrigerator is like ketchup, mayonnaise, mustard, you know, some couple things, maybe a bottle of water, make it look terrible.
0: <laughs> so, what do you got to do? You got to eat everything the night before?
1: You eat everything that we binge eat the week before. And then your parents come in and take you and they go shopping and get you all the stuff. That's when you, that's when you get the steaks and the chick, like get all the good stuff. All right. Good to know. Yeah. I know it was it always is. a good time because there was a military base near mine and my grandma was military. So we got, you know, military pricing. Nice. Um Good to know. Yeah. That's good to know point. when your kids are in college. You yeah. show up the weekend before family weekend. and
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: Show up the weekend before.
0: I could just imagine Ethan in that, in that, uh, that environment.
1: Yeah, your parents come in and take care of you. You're like, oh yeah, I'm an adult, but it's like, oh man, you guys got so much money. You take care <laughs> of this.
0: No way, man. I'm still going to my parents' house and trying to eat their snacks when I go there. <laughs> I still try to eat their snacks. Um, all right. So Tuesday night. Let's talk about the other the other big big it was a big week of soccer. Big week of soccer, big week of like going to, going to watch soccer games. Tuesday night. You don't remember what I I did on Tuesday night? Tuesday night? Tuesday night. I wasn't at practice. We didn't have practice. Well, well, my team didn't. Oh, you went to the Argentina game. That's right. So uh, my dad and I uh, took the two and a half hour that turned into an almost three-hour drive uh, to New Jersey uh, to the Red Bull Arena to watch Argentina play against Jamaica. Um, If you've never been to the Red Bull Arena from Delaware. Um, It's a pretty easy drive until you get to the Newark Airport. Uh, So basically, it's a straight shot down the turnpike. Um, You get off kind of in the the Newark Airport exit, Newark Airport uh, exit. And then from that point on, you have to go through this town of Ironbound to then cross the bridge to get to the Red Bull Arena. Um, The bridge is a one or two lane bridge. um, And you're going basically through, imagine driving down uh, Wilmington and then trying to get into a stadium.
1: Um, Yeah. My past experience is going to the MetLife Stadium, take the train. I don't know if you can take the train to Red Bulls Arena. I'm pretty
0: sure there's a train train. station, and my dad yelled at me um, and said, Why don't we take the train? I said, I don't know how to
1: get there. The train station is so easier when it comes to parking to just get on that train and just, yeah,
0: yeah. For for future reference, we will do that from now on. Um, But, but yeah, so, so parking took a while. Um, It was not, it was not properly done. I don't think there was no. So like any other MLS match, you would buy parking passes ahead of time. You can do that with the Philadelphia Union. You can do that with the Red Bull. You can do that with any team with the with this game. There was no parking passes on sale online. There was only like VIP prepaid things for people that were sitting in different seats and stuff like that. Um, So you couldn't turn into the parking lots. So we drove got in like we had to drive into the city. Or into the more into wherever we were. I think I guess at that I, I don't know, that's Harrisburg, Her- Harrison. 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 So we drove deeper into Harrison. Um, then had to find a way to turn around. We turned around. the idea was for us to get there at like six o'clock and would have gotten there at six, except we got there at like six forty. We were inside the stadium at like six forty. 640, um six forty-five, I think, or something like that.
1: A lot of Jamaicans and a lot of Argentinians coming to this game.
0: Well, well, we'll get to that in a second. But, um, so we finally get to park. Um, and, uh, we, we got inside. Um, and we could hear the, the messy chants from outside the stadium. Um, so we're sitting in the second, like in the 200 section. So sitting up, um, and we're sitting pretty much just past this, the 18. Um, looking at the field sideways. Um, uh, on the same side that Argentina's bench is on the other side of the bench. So we're 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 looking at their bench. Um, Messi didn't start because he had a cold or something. Um, so uh he came in sixty five minutes. Um, so he played about thirty um minutes, scored two goals. In the, last minutes, the game. In, the, in the last 10 minutes, he scored a free kick goal that I got on, on video, which was really cool. Um, capacity, 25,000 people. Might have been about 100 Jamaican jerseys and about 24,900 Argentine jerseys. Interesting. It was... I don't think I've ever seen anything like... And it, I can guarantee it wasn't 24,000 Argentinians. It was just a lot of people with Argentine jerseys. There was a bunch of there's a bunch of Jamaicans that were wearing Argentinian jerseys. <laughs> maybe. No. maybe. Um so I, you know, it was a fu- it was a fun game. Um, I mean kind of boring game at times, but but it was cool. Um I do think, and I asked my dad this um when we were driving home, you know have you ever seen anything like this? Like as far as like not an international game, but for me, this is my first time seeing Messi live in person at a game. I've seen the international, the Argentine national team before, but Messi wasn't playing at that time. Um, But I asked him, I said, you know, you got to watch Maradona play live. You know, we talked about this on the podcast when we did the, the Maradona tribute episode, but um, you know, have you, and he's like, yeah, when when I watched Maradona play in 81, 82, when he was at Boca Juniors, that's what it was like. Like people would go to the game just to watch him play. And this is before Maradona blew up and like had won the World Cup and went to Italy and all that other stuff. Um but I think this was this might have this might have surpassed that. What this guy's able to do from a international perspective of just creating complete fandom is nuts.
1: Yeah. Um, And I'm not just willing to, when you're willing to get kicked out of a stadium just to go meet somebody. Well, we'll, we'll
0: get to that in a second, but, but I'm talking about just the fact that three, three or four different times in the first half, the stadium started chanting Messi's name, even though he was on the bench. Yeah. Um a bit the, time, it. the police officers ahead. lined up like they they met at, at the end of the at the end of halftime, they met at the bench to come up with a plan for when Messi was gonna warm up because they had to put him in a place where they couldn't like they also warmed up on the side when Jamaica warmed up behind the goal, like on the other side, because they had to put Messi on the side because that's where they would keep more security and keep him contained. Like it was absolutely insane. And then all that. So you know how in the um when you're looking at a at a soccer game, you see all the photographers lined up all behind the goals. Yeah. Yeah, there was only photographers in one corner of the field in this match. And it was only oh,
1: corner.
0: it was Messi's corner where he was warming up. That was the only and because they knew he comes in and kind of stands on the right side of the field. And that's the way Argentina was attacking in the second half. That's like all the photographers were all in one corner of the field. When that Messi, is crazy. when Messi took his penny off, the entire stadium went crazy. Um, three fans, and three different times, ran onto the field. The first one got close to taking a picture and then he was immediately tackled by seven people. Um, The second one didn't even make it close. The third one though, after Messi scored his first goal, um, ran onto the field without a shirt on, had a Sharpie in hand and Messi was about to, he started signing his back. So mm-hmm. Messi grabbed the jersey and started signing his back before security came in and like, Tackle them and in the process also bumped Messi sideways like two yards. So Messi got They'll hit. By up. They'll be
1: messing up Messi. Now PSG was probably freaking out when that happened. Yeah.
0: So that happened. After the game, they they did the same thing that they did when they played in um in Fort Lauderdale against Honduras, where they went to all four sides of the stadium and you know, kind of thanked people for coming. And then the Jamaican players all waited around for him. Um, then, when we were watching the post game uh, on my phone on the ride home, in this Argentina channel, um, they had a camera set up right outside the the Argentina locker room. Six um, Jamaican players standing outside the Ar- the Argentina locker room waiting for a Messi jersey because uh, Messi travels with five to ten jerseys for every game so he can exchange them.
1: Yeah, that's pretty sick. Like what what this guy's able to do is unreal. He's the Michael Jackson of soccer.
0: I mean, if if Ronaldo came and it was Portugal against Jamaica at the Red Bull Arena, do you think there would be 25 or 24,000 people wearing Portugal jerseys? No. Like, I don't think anybody can do that. No, I don't I honestly don't think so. I think like Neymar can do that. Mbappe can do that. Like, no, like Neymar's gonna bring in a lot of Brazilians, don't get me wrong. And if the Brazilian national team plays, it'll be it might be twenty four thousand Brazilians or people with Brazilian jerseys on, but I don't think it's gonna be just about Neymar.
1: No, it'll be it's just the it's just the culture. It's the same thing like if Mexico was playing Jamaica, the like. Yeah, you know, twenty four thousand Mexican fans, but they're in there because it's the culture. They're not there to go see Chicharito.
0: Well, he didn't, he doesn't play. On, he's kicked off the national team.
1: They're not here. To, well, they are here to see Ochoa.
0: Yeah, because Chicharito got kicked off the uh, national team. Uh, excuse me. Some party stuff that happened.
1: They they uh, are there to see
0: Ochoa. Yeah, it's it's it like that to me was was really really crazy because. It, yeah, I don't, yeah, I mean, you don't expect it to be like that, but you're, but you get caught up in it and you're, you're a part of it as well. And you just, yeah, it was, it was really crazy. It was really cool. Um, Which kind of leads me to my next thing that I wanted to talk about. So um, I want to send a big shout out to my brother-in-law because my brother-in-law uh, sent us this and you might hear some ruffling in the background, but that's me grabbing this. Um, and I'm showing this Duane, I'm showing this to Duane on our on Zoom, but and I'll talk about it in a second. But uh my brother-in-law sent us the uh, the uh Panini World Cup sticker book. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so if you're not familiar with this, and I think this trend recently started catching on in the US, wasn't huge before I knew it was huge growing up. Everybody had sticker books and, and things like that. But um and I pulled up some stats for it, but uh and back in the 1970s, uh Panini, um who is a company that does, uh, um they do stickers and different memorabilia and things like that, um but so back in the in 1970 for the 1970 um, Mexico World Cup, one of the two times that Mexico hosted the World Cup, uh they started this. Uh, sticker book. So the idea of the sticker book, it's pretty straightforward. Every team has a page or two pages. Um, there are spots for the players that are presumably going to play um, on the World Cup roster, um, and then there's stickers that you buy packs of, um, and then you got to hope that you don't get the same sticker twice, and then you put them on your sticker book. So that way you have full rosters. The stadiums are there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. Um, this one is filled with a bunch of different things that are that I actually think are really cool. Um, so it it leaves you with the road to the World Cup. So uh, what their group stages were like, or what their qualifications was like their last couple games. What that looked like. And it also gives you the World Cup schedule as the full World Cup matrix of who plays who, where. Um, It has the role of honor, which it gives you every winner um, of the World Cups. It has a bunch of different stats. It gives you the groups. It has a place for the stadiums. It has a place for the match ball. Um, And then in the back, it also has uh, some World Cup records um, in there from different players. Like, for example... Did you know that uh, in 2018, Assam El hadari from Saudi Arabia um, was the oldest player to play in the World Cup? He was 45 years old in 161 days.
1: Wow. I didn't know, did not know that.
0: See, I don't even need to Google it. Literally just come up here. And you know don't anything. need to
1: Google it. You just need to go in the World Cup book. Because <laughs> it only happens every four years. So it's not like records are getting broken. Yeah. World Cup so, records can't be broken next year.
0: So uh, most matches with at least one goal. Um, eleven matches for Ronaldo and eleven matches for Miroslav close. Um, I
1: yeah. know about the Closet. He
0: was scoring goals forever. Uh, Just Fontaine from France, most goals scored in a tournament: thirteen goals. When was that? Uh, 1958. Yeah, <laughs> uh, most appearances as a captain in the world cup, Rafael Marquez. Rafael Marquez, you're right, good job. Oldest hat trick scorer in the world cup,
1: Diego Forlon.
0: Nope, no idea. Come on, one more, give it, give me get another guess.
1: Uh, oldest. Mm-hmm. Is he German? Nope. Ronaldo.
0: Ronaldo. Correct. We'll do one more. Um, youngest player to win the World Cup.
1: Mbappe. Nope. Is he French? Nope. Brazilian. Hmm. Ronaldinho, Kaká. Nope. <laughs> Uh, Pele
0: Pele 17 years old 249 days
1: hey, um, go. good so trivia, good trivia man good trivia
0: so uh, here's the evolution of the Panini uh, World Cup uh, sticker book though um, in 1970 it only had 52 pages and 271 stickers Um. it went up to 400 stickers in 1974 And then it stayed around 400 stickers until we got to um, 1998, 560 stickers. We jumped up. Um, I think that's also because that's one of the first years where the number of teams might have jumped up a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we jump up to 2006 when we're almost at 600 stickers, 2010, 640 stickers. Uh, and then 2018 was 682 and then this this current version is 670. but the last the last three have all been 80 pages. So here's a good one um, that we can go through real quick as we close this part up. Um, the USA roster is listed on the panini sticker book.
1: For- it, only gives
0: it so it only gives us 18 players. And has, has twenty spots, so I'm assuming um, one of them, like I don't know, like I think one of them is the crest, the federation, and then you have eighteen players that fill the roster. So uh, let's see if we. Do you think there are any players that are not attending the World Cup that are on this list? Because that's going to happen for somebody.
1: For yeah. Sure.
0: Matt Turner, locked in. Zach Stefan. If he's healthy, he's a lock. <laughs> Serginio Dest i think that's a lock aaron long lock chris richards bubble uh antoine robinson lock if he's healthy deandre Yedlin. bubble walker zimmerman
1: go lock brendan aronson uh that's a Starter, starter,
0: Kellen Acosta.
1: He's a lock. He's a lock. Driving bus, man. driving the
0: bus. Uh, Tyler Adams, lock for sure. Weston McKinney, obviously lock. Eunice Musa. Uh, he's in. Lock. He's in. He's in. Jesus Ferreira. Here's when we get to the forwards. <laughs> lock. Yeah, he's a lock. Ricardo Pepe.
1: Lock, I'm gonna say, Pulisic, obviously, <laughs> Gio Reyna, yeah, he's going. Lock. and then Timiwea. It's, it's a, it's a confident eighteen. Yeah, so it's a really uh,
0: confident eighteen, and I think that's what they try to do, right? Like you try to base it off of statistically who has been in the World Cup qualification matches and everything else, right? It's a good
1: solid eighteen. Yeah, hundred percent um so while we're on that topic yeah and i was just reading this article which mls based players earned a seat on the plane to qatar and on that list aaron long kellen acosta jesus ferreira walker zeman all locks yep do you agree with that yeah now the next three or the next sorry the next two they think are going to go not locked in, but they think are going to go Jordan Morris and Deandre Yedlin. Yeah. Both of them.
0: Uh, remind me where Jordan Robinson plays. Jordan Morris plays at Seattle. Jordan Morris. Yeah. Defender.
1: No winner.
0: winger. Winger. Mm. I mean, who knows? I don't know. 'Cause who's who's also on that list for there, right? Um I
1: mean who played who played these last against uh Japan and then you got Brendan, Arrington, Gio Reyna, Pulisic, Timmy Weah. Those are all your other winners. Um yeah.
0: Okay, who else?
1: So on the bubble you got Paul Ariola.
0: Okay, he came in the other day.
1: And you got Sean Johnson that's on the bubble as a goalkeeper.
0: Who would be the other third? Ethan Horvath, right?
1: Yeah, it would be probably between him and Ethan Horvath. And you got Christian Roldan. Christian Roldan. Midfielder for the Seattle Sounders.
0: Yeah. I mean... The thing, I think that's I think it's less the question of them going and more the question is is everybody else going? Right, right. like um like is Eric Palmer Brown going? No. Okay. Is Luca Della Torre going? No. Is Johnny Cardoso going? No. Is Malik Tillman going? No. Uh is Reggie Cannon going? Depends. Uh, is Josh Sargent going? Depend. I mean, if he, if
1: he starts lighting it up, like there's a like Josh Sargent kind of controls his own destiny, like compared to like a Shaq Moore, Reggie Cannon. Um, you know, if Josh Sargent all of a sudden just hits form and starts scoring goals, like you just lock yourself in, right?
0: Yeah. Is Sam Vines going? Absolutely not. You know, Sam Vines was one on one of my lists, like. He was one of my. He was. He was on one of my list. That
1: Japan game, no.
0: He was on one of my lists. Um. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. And then who's the other guy that we miss? Um. That he's not even. He was. He wasn't even called up. Um. The forward, plays in England now. The one that's got like three different names.
1: Three different.
0: Names. And nobody knows what to call him. Wants to call him. Um, man, now I'm, now I'm, now I'm struggling with remember, um, oh man, now I'm, now, now I feel really bad because I can't remember. Um, I, I don't know. It'll come to me. He's got three different names. he has got three names. No, like he, like he, he hasn't. Like, he has obviously a, na- a given name, but then he like goes by different things, as well.
1: That's how you know you're a player, though. You're you're a baller. Um, he got called like up. P fuck, that's what it was. Yeah, I mean, I think any like again, any striker that's scoring goals is gonna go. I mean, you like got like it. It needs to go. You got to take them. Like, I mean, they're hitting the back of the net. I hate to say, like, you're not good. At, like, yeah. if you're hitting the back of the net, man. You got to ride that wave. Yeah. No. Hitting the back of the net's different than completing passes in the midfield, right? Playing at a high level. Sure. I mean, why did Chris Wondolowski go? Right. He's hitting the back of the net. Um. All right. Should we go to the player of the match? I want to talk about one thing. Okay. One more thing in Europe. Energy crisis. Energy crisis. Yeah. Teams are starting to struggle because of, you know, how electric bills are going up? Yeah. Teams are starting to move matches. Can't play evening matches anymore. Really? Limiting the the use of floodlights. Huh. This is really starting to happen in, like, the bottom divisions. Right. But could this affect the top division? No. Are you going to give up transfer money for paying no. the light bill?
0: No, it would never happen because you know why? Because the premier league wouldn't have let it happen. Or any top league wouldn't have let it happen because there's too much riding on. Do you think like, so it's not a coincidence that teams play at certain times and teams don't play at the same time as others, right? Like,
1: absolutely. It's just so, like football here, right?
0: Yeah. Like, there are certain teams that play on Monday night, there's certain teams that got the Thursday night game, and there's certain teams that I got like what's the what's the
1: worst? Sunday thing? at one o'clock. Sunday
0: at one o'clock. Yeah, you got that you got that, yeah. So it, it it happens all the time, and there's no way I can't imagine that the Premier League or any other top league or top division is ever gonna let that affect it. They'll they'll figure out a way. They'll they'll pay the light bill, they'll you know. They'll do something, but somebody's somebody's
1: going to put the bill for this.
0: Yeah. I mean, no one's, no one's having city, you know, city and United play this weekend at, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning uh because you, you need to pay that because you can't afford the lights. <laughs> like, it's just not happening.
1: All United rentals.
0: <laughs> it's just not happening. Right. Like what city United play at 9 a.m. Our time,
1: which in England would be what there's six sure. hours. 2 p.m. right? Five or, hours. Five hours. Three, four, five. Two or three p.m. Yeah, two or
0: three p.m. Either one, depending on the five or six. Like, there's no way that's ever going to happen, right? At the same time, there's also a reason why Arsenal and Tottenham are playing at 7:30 a.m. our time, um, and they're not playing at the same 10 a.m. time slot as
1: Bournemouth, Brentford. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's just not the same. Now that game might get bumped up for the lights
0: yeah like yeah brentford bournemouth you might have to wake up at like two o'clock in the morning to watch again because they're playing it at 8 a.m um but but you're not like it's just never gonna happen
1: it it never it would never that affects doesn't affect anybody no 100 100%, 100 are good 100 not now if you're hitting that relegation zone you get an 8
0: a.m. game. Yeah, I mean, if you're in the if you're in the in the regional league or the well, what is it the national league or whatever it is beyond League Two, then maybe, but no shot, no shot. Um. All right, can we move to the player of the match?
1: Player of the match. All right, my player play of the match. match.
0: My player of the match goes to uh, Javier Morales, aka the Toro, the Bull, Morales. Uh Javier Morales is a um, forward for Boca Juniors, who because of a bunch of injuries that have happened, um, he has got he debuted for for um, for Boca Juniors on the first team in an Argentinian Cup uh, quarterfinal game to try to make the semifinals. He is a 2003 player, so that means he's like Ooh. 18 or 19 years old. Um, debuted first game scored a goal um scores the go-ahead goal because at the time our uh Boca was was tied 1-1 and he he gets the go ahead goal uh book ends up winning 3-2 but yeah and they call him the bull because he's he's big he's a big guy big boy yeah and he's fast he came in as a number 10 and they're like now nah, bro you're pushing you're pushing six something um
1: so. You heard a Hulk, you're El Toro.
0: <laughs> he, I mean, he's 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 six foot tall and stocky. Like you're going up top. Going to sit up top. Um, so it was good. So good big shot to him. Uh, who's your player of the match?
1: And mine's going back out to Harriel. Every since I shook his hand, he started scoring goals. Scored a goal for the union against Pachuca. Union only had uh 14 players available for the match jeez well everybody was on international duty oh that's right even the young bucks were on international duty i, get, I think the u20s had a the camp a. or something so you lost those three andre was on international duty guys was on international duty Badoya was just on retirement duty i guess <laughs> he's, definitely duty. <laughs> he's definitely not on international duty he's definitely not unless the duty usa started some sort of senior team yeah, the over
0: thirty-five team. The over thirty-five team. He's, he was in the footage. <laughs> of the thirty-five over thirty-five.
1: Yeah, it was honestly it was interesting because like we're sitting there and everybody's like, "Yeah, they only have fourteen players." It's like it's kind of like odd. They win. They won one nothing against Pachuca. That's right. There you go. Boom. But there was not a lot of Pachuca fans there. No. No, uh, it wasn't like Club America. I was thinking it was going to be packed out there
0: did they have a uh, was there a lot of um was there a lot of people in general?
1: Well, There's a lot of people there, but it just wasn't like the Club
0: America game. I mean, I don't know that many things are going to be like that game. That game
1: had had, you know, something special to it. It was, it was a oh, they're, they're back in the CONCACAF Champions League, so locking your tickets. There you go. Um locking your super parking. <laughs>
0: Um, I mean, did they did they come in with full starters? Pachuca, not really. I doubt it in some, but no, that's good. It's great. Um, um, uh, on this day in soccer history, September thirtieth, nineteen sixty one. Okay. September 30th, 1961 Um now doing in the past you've you've expressed to me that you have you have a hobby that you sometimes like to yeah. do with sports. Right?
1: Yeah, I have a lot of hobbies.
0: Um well um Viv Nicholson also had had a hobby in nineteen sixty one. Um so uh do you know what the conversion rate of 25 p is huh you've been to england, p? You, you've been to england right yeah
1: so All 25 right. pounds
0: uh no was it 25 pounds no not 25 pounds
1: no Mm-mm. i mean, i know the dollar is worth a dollar 50 over there for like every pound
0: no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about a, no, 25 P. So I think, I mean, that's what's written on there, but I don't think it's 25 pounds. Um, But maybe it was a little less than that. But anyways, so Viv Nicholson um, at those times, there wasn't a whole lot going on, Um, but the most popular gambling was football pools. So she bet on a football pool. And won 152,000 pounds, which in today's time is the equivalent of 3.5 million pounds. Um, now, the sad part is uh, because it's 1961, there wasn't a whole lot of attention uh, on on people in general. Uh, people that won these pools and won this much money became media personalities. And that's what happened to Liv Nicholson and also her husband, um, who five years later was killed in a car crash. Um because of all the publicity, like there were some issues that happened. Um, she also wrote a book. Um oh actually it was it was about her life. A book was written about her life, and also a musical called Spend Spend Spend. Um, so yeah. In 1961, Biv Nicholson won a lot of money and became a celebrity off a football pool. So um any if you ever win a lot of money, uh please remember watch who, back. Who told you this story? <laughs> watch
1: watch your back.
0: <laughs> watch you. your or watch your back. Either one.
1: However you watch your back. <laughs> um, all right, fair play of the week. Our player of the week goes out to Dan Simmons' wife, um, she was just for being a super supporter for two teams playing each other in a highly contested soccer match. Um, you know that it's the proper way to do it. You know, sometimes you have fans from the other team that you know are abusive towards other players, but she was supportive, cheering on every player. You're just out there, just caring about everybody. Just loving. I think she just loves to see people grow and be successful and just wants to support him so shout out to mrs dan simmons nice
0: um my fair play that week goes out to george from george.
1: the from from the ud
0: from UD, the ud uh, athletics department for um creating the opportunity for our players so shout out to george. george george is a really cool guy so big shout out to george um and big shout out to the Blue Hens for, for signing autographs for the girls and things like that. That was, that was cool. Um make sure, again, remember it's international international podcast day. Hashtag international podcast day. Make sure you share this podcast with others. Follow us on Instagram at the soccer podcast, at the soccer podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.